You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. So you think you've got what it takes to join the Alliance. Can you say the same thing when you're pitted against the Emperor's legions of stormtroopers, led by his Sith Enforcer Darth Vader? Mind you, this is the Empire that wiped out the Jedi Order and took over the Republic in a near-perfect coup. The course you will take is a dangerous one, and we are vastly outnumbered. We need beings of courage, intelligence, and strength of will. Commanders Michael Cohen and Matthew Frankie are waiting to debrief you. As veterans of the Clone Wars, they are some of the best. They even survived the Jedi Purge. You are fighting for freedom and hope now. So go on, get moving. Oh, and Rookie. Welcome to the Rebellion. Welcome back, Star Wars fans, to the Rebels Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Star Wars Rebels animated series. This is episode 18, recapping the Star Wars Rebels episode entitled The Forgotten Droid. If you're checking us out for the first time, I am your co-host, Matt, the Crankster Cranky, and let me welcome in your host and creator, the chopper to my ap5 maybe it's michael cohen what's up my friend <laughs> hey yeah i i okay right off the bat right off the bat is ap5 sticking around i think he is and i think it's going to be and we'll get into this in the episode yeah. i think it's going to be the new c3po rt yeah. type of thing obviously that, they're going for that you know it took me the whole episode to realize what they were doing and then right at the end as they're going off into the, like, sort of taking off into the ship and they're arguing with each other. I was like, oh. <laughs> now I get it, yeah. Oh, he's a, he's Chopper's C-3PO. He's Chopper's counterpart now. Okay, that makes sense. I, I couldn't, like, I just thought that he was a neat character. And then by the end of it, I was like, oh, no. They've just introduced us to a brand new character. So uh, hopefully he sticks around, um, if only for the fact that I... I that's good for our friend Stephen Stanton. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'll get into that and some of the yeah. some stuff yeah, from him sure. in a minute, and we'll and we'll expand on this um, new friendship and where yeah. I kind of picked up on that as well. Uh, let's do this before we get into that and get into the episode recap. We got just a couple news things. Hey, season two, uh, the finale is coming up. Uh, it's the thirtieth, which is we were just talking about this on a Wednesday, uh, a couple Wednesdays coming yeah. up here. So. We're getting ready for that, and to get the rest of us ready for that, Star um, StarWars.com or whatever they have the season two finale trailer. Another trailer, Mike, that came out, and this one explores all of the Anakin um, Ahsoka relationship. And just here's just a quick, uh, like just a few minutes. It was like a long trailer, but here's just a quick clip of mm-hmm. what we got in this final tra- tra- trailer. Check this out. I wanted to ask about the Sith Lord you encountered on the Thaw. You know we encountered an Inquisitor before, but this... was nothing like that. 
Ahsoka, do you know who or what he is? The Jedi Order is your life. Ahsoka, you are making a mistake. Maybe. But I have to sort this out on my own. Without the Council. And without you. I understand. More than you realize, I understand wanting to walk away from the Order. I know. Ahsoka, do you know who or what he is? I'll tell you what, Mike, I mean, hearing that, man, it just gives you kind of chills. And, and and here's the thing, man. I They are really pumping up this thing, this final battle. And, I mean, can you not think, but this is going to be the end of Ahsoka? I mean, I, I don't know what else to think about this stuff. I mean, they're really pushing this thing. And it was a neat trailer to see. I, I just didn't even realize, man, this has been like an eight-year-long journey from the first time we've seen Ahsoka in the Clone Wars yeah. all the way through now until Rebels, and we're getting this final climactic meeting yeah. between these two, and, and I just can't help but think, man, this is this is going to be the it. This is it for her. Um, and it's weird to kind of go into this episode with this mindset of, you know, we're going to see the end of her. And I don't know. You never know. I mean, they could throw some kind of huge curveball at us, but um, the way they're touting this and the way they're tugging at our emotions with these trailers, I don't know, man. I just, I just... I'm going into this thinking I'm gonna. This is gonna be the last time I've seen her. Uh, did you get a chance to see this trailer? Yeah, I did. Yeah, um, and uh, and man, you're right. Like it's it's been actually almost nine years because yeah. uh, in in August it'll be nine years since I uh, since uh, I started Frontlines, and yeah. uh, uh, so basically uh, eight years since we started podcasting together, right? And yeah. that like the <laughs> it's very very funny because it watching that trailer it not only brings back all the memories of watching clone wars and all those clone wars stories but it it goes back through basically because it includes rebels as well it goes through the entire sort of uh timeline oh, yeah. of 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 us podcasting and of, uh, you know, like, like, uh, now, now we have a network and there's all these other people, but it just, it started with clone wars and it started with that character, right. With Ahsoka. And she's kind of the one, one thing that's, that's been more or less a constant, uh, mm-hmm. throughout that. I, uh, and, uh, and it's, and it's really interesting to see that, um, possibly coming to an end and that character, uh, having having uh, an, an end to her story, but I don't know. Like they're almost they're almost playing it so much as the end of that character that I gotta believe that there's something else going on there. They that's they, yeah. I I totally, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that like there there's <clears throat> you know um like the end like the death of Obi Wan Kenobi is not the end of Obi Wan Kenobi, right? Um, right. even it's so much so that, that people are still expecting him to come back in the sequel trilogy, 
right? That's mm-hmm. like, okay, so, you know, is, can Ewan McGregor play the ghost of Obi-Wan, right? Can we do that? Um, and people want to see that, right? So is it possible that Ahsoka could, uh, could be at sort of like that, not necessarily the same level, but that she could, um, that, that she could continue to exist even through, mm-hmm. even past death, right? Um, like a, some kind of force uh, ghost, and or maybe something. unknowingly, right? But yeah, but yeah, some sort of force ghost, and and continue to help Kanan and Ezra. Um, you know, because I mean, even even Qui Gon showed up in the Clone Wars, and I, I even even Shmi showed up. So like, there's. There's a lot of things that can happen. There was one really interesting piece to this, which is why I say, like, you know, even if she hasn't trained like Yoda and Obi-Wan do, um, there is a very interesting piece to this story that I think we all forget about and that it was very interesting that they put it into the trailer almost as if to remind us that on Mortis, I... Like, she basically mm-hmm. died, right? Like, she like she was consumed by the dark side and and all that. And then Anakin used the... the Like, he... he when... when the, uh, what was it? The sister or whatever was killed. She, he took her essence and put it into Ahsoka, right? Like, you, you see... You see just a brief clip of that moment in that trailer. And... If that's the case, then then Ahsoka is like she's imbued with something else, right? Like with with the light side of the Force. Like she's she's maybe more powerful than she even knows, um, and sort of on the level of of Anakin um, in some respects, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so so who knows what kind of a what what that can do story wise. Uh, in 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 Ahsoka's, you know, like in regards to Ahsoka's fate. So, I I think that I think that that trailer was put together very intentionally, um, and I think that 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 clip being in there was very intentional. So, um, I don't know. I, I thought that I th- I thought that was really interesting. Like it it they showed that scene of Anakin over like s- sort of sitting but. Kneeling between the two of them with his hands mm-hmm. over them, and it reminded me, like, oh yeah, like stuff went down on Mortis that is very important. Like that was that was because the Mortis trilogy of episodes in the Clone Wars were very very heavily uh, overseen by by George Lucas, and it was his. I think it was his attempt uh, to to correct the Chosen One prophecy. Um, and make it a little bit more clear that that Anakin does bring balance to the Force, but that some of his decisions, uh, some of some of the things that happen on Mortis, lead to the dark side actually winning the Clone Wars, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and and Palpatine rising to power, and and a lot of that I think has to do with with those moments, right? You know the 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 with the son killing the father and and the right. and 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 all that sort of stuff um i think it's sort of like it it 
it he brings balance to the force, but he does leave an opportunity for uh, for Palpatine to to seize power, right? Um, I don't know. The, the Mortis trilogy, I think, is something that we're going to be talking about as Star Wars fans, or something that we should be talking about as Star Wars fans for you know the next 15, 20 years before mm-hmm. somebody will really figure out exactly what was going on there. But it was... Uh, it, it there's very important stuff contained in those three episodes, and uh, and and I think that that people should should pay more attention to them. Um, yeah, right. People kind of sweep I, it under the rug, but yeah. Well, you said it's 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 kind of like his um, Lucas is like, hey, Anakin is a chosen because there's been times where I've thought, Man, you know what, with the with the stuff that happened with Luke and how he denounced the, uh, the Emperor at the very end yeah. of the Return of the Jedi, it's like, you know, there's been talk about, well, you know, is Luke, was he really the chosen one, you know? And so, because I've even thought stuff like that, like, could it be totally different, you know? Because all the stuff that Leota said in Attack of the Clones, like, you know, maybe we misread the prophecy and stuff like that, or... Uh, and uh, May said, reading the prophecy and him agreeing and stuff like that. So you, you're, it kind of gave you pause to think like, well, maybe, you know, was it different? Or was it Luke? But but you're right. This mortar stuff was was really some some crazy powerful stuff. And then the stuff with like as far as this trailer, too, it goes into how uh, Ahsoka, when she left, she it's it was kind of clear to me that she knew about Anakin and, and his struggles. Yeah with with the uh with the order because I, I think she knew that uh she was he was with Aunt, uh, padme yeah so she totally understood his his problem so they had that special connection there too so man this thing is building up and uh like i said man i i i, I, I agree with you when you say it's almost it's almost so so much for um foreshadowing that maybe they are going to throw us off with something like you said maybe yeah. we'll see her again in another form but Oh man, this, that clip was a was a great clip. Like we talked about, just going over all eight plus years of of them together, and it's going to culminate with uh, with these two coming at each other. So, man, we've talked about this, Mike, and we've speculated mm-hmm. ever since she came in. You know, eight plus years ago, could there ever be? Obviously, you know, was there ever going to be a showdown between these two? And we're finally going to get it. Man, it's pretty exciting. Well, it's know? really interesting because there's a there's a painting in Star Wars. Uh, uh, visions, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. That is a painting of Ahsoka confronting Vader. Now, the artist that did it used reference of Ahsoka from the Clone Wars, so she's like, it's like thirteen-year-old Ahsoka, which has always really annoyed me that that artist didn't. Um, I can't remember who it was. Mm-hmm. I remember that picture. That I remember the. I remember who the artist is. I can't remember his name right now. But um, it really annoyed me that he basically just took, like, images from the show and, mm-hmm. uh, like, Im- an image of Ahsoka from the show and then Vader from a movie and just, like, put them into a scene together. And I was like, you clearly are not actually... He, he, it was, he was the guy that, that George Lucas commissioned to do a bunch of paintings of the um, Tuskegee Airmen. Um, oh, okay. And like, yeah. like this guy does does. We interviewed him on Frontlines at one point. Um, oh, what was his name? That's gonna drive me nuts. And Are you talking about? 
gosh, what the heck? I know. Um, go ahead. But you, yeah. You know, I, um, but yeah, he, <clears throat> like he basically just like dropped the characters into a scene rather than like like actually thinking about it for five seconds and going like, oh, if she's thirteen in the Clone Wars, she's got to be at least like seventeen or eighteen when she fights Vader because that's. What like it's it's five years later, right? So yeah, um, yeah, it it uh, you're gonna like try to figure it out, huh? Yeah, it 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 it, it, it like it it was just it's just lazy in my opinion, you know. Like it's it just it was a it was a it was a job. Like the guy just he was hired to do a thing, and he just took the path of least resistance, right? Like he just he just did it the quickest that he could do it. Um, yeah. and that was using reference. Uh, yeah, he, I've, I've seen him at conventions and, um, he is not, it's funny because star Wars artists kind of run the gamut, um, where there are some, uh, you know, like, uh, like myself and Joe Hogan, uh, mm. who we are obviously hardcore, huge star Wars fans. Um, like basically any, anybody that you'd see at celebration, right? Um, they're, they're like the hardest of the hardcore. And then there are dudes who, who get hired and they just, you know, like they just end up working on star Wars and they, and you know, like they, they become attached to the characters and they find, they find, uh, 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 their passion for it through that. But, uh, then there are some people who just like, it's just a job. Like they, right. they get an opportunity to paint something for George Lucas and they're like, oh, oh, cool. Oh, that's neat. Right. And it's like, um, no, no, this is like, like, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's like, it's like God himself coming down from the cloud and be like, hey, can you paint me a picture of Jesus? Right. <laughs> it's like, like when George Lucas asks you to, to, to paint a picture of Ahsoka Tano confronting Darth Vader like that is that's that's iconic right like you you're the first person who ever gets to officially with George Lucas's uh, uh, approval uh, paint those two yeah. characters together you know like that uh, that that's a big deal and what does he do he he, he botches the whole thing um, anyways that's uh, that's just my yeah. opinion I don't know if other people like, feel the same way that I do, but you know, like, like this is the thing is that like I can't even like a Google search doesn't even bring up that image, so um, yeah, I yeah. remember the image too. I'm just trying to think of who uh, I got a name that's bogged bouncing around in my head, and I can't pull it out right now. I have a couple of there we go. I found the picture. So uh, Robert Bailey. There it is, Robert Bailey. Oh, okay. And then there are and there are like two random Jedi in the background behind it, and they're on Coruscant, and the Jedi Temple's burning in the background. So, I don't like. Hmm. I don't know what the story like. I, I the, like the, the, it makes no sense. Why would the Jedi Temple be burning in the background? Um. Oh, I see the picture now. If he's yeah. already Darth Vader. Right. Mm. That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, like I could start to make some sense of it, but, um, and the other thing is that like everybody else is photorealistic and then he's literally just taken like a, a reference image 
of Ahsoka and just painted it into the picture, and it looks so out of place. Mm-hmm. I'm not not looks, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say it. Sometimes it looks like it was done around 2010 or 11. Yeah. Uh, so that uh, yeah, it's been geez five plus years since then. So. Yeah, I remember us talking about that when that first came out and like just speculating on will we ever see that? And sure enough, here it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just just want to be clear. I'm not knocking the artist himself. I I think that he's a very talented artist, obviously. But I just think that this this piece is particularly lazy. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that the outfits that those two in the background are based on is like marriage aid from the, the Thrawn comics. Yeah. It's almost like he just went on 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 Wikipedia and just like found three images and just kind of put them together. Anyways, yeah, it's it's her it's her and old the lightsabers are backwards. So should be white in the middle oh, and true. then colored on the outside. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he wasn't. It's like, he wasn't it's like original Clone Wars, right? Like it's yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. And I'll right. I'll bet you anything I can find you like the the promotional art, like that you know how they do they send out like the pictures. Um, they'll do like the 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 characters isolated, sort of just on a gray background, so that they can right. you know Photoshop them into posters and stuff like that. I'll bet you anything that that he was just working from a piece of reference like that. Um, mm. anyway. Yeah, there's a little bit there's some inconsistencies, but I guess that was back back in the before. Obviously, he wasn't privy to all the stuff that was behind the scenes and 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 coming yeah. up. So. Um, well, a couple more things before we hit to the recap. Uh, hey, Mike, it's another another week or so, and we mm-hmm. got another comic series coming out. Wow! Yeah. Rogue One comic series. So at C2E2, Marvel announced a miniseries based on Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Uh, the first official news of anything Rogue One related since last August. Hmm. The miniseries will consist of three issues and a one-shot. So uh, I guess I guess there wasn't a lot of information um, as far as C2E2 and this new thing, but that's what we're getting. We're getting a prequel, yeah. uh, which is kind of cool. I'm gonna obviously check this out, read this thing, and just get ready for uh, Rogue One coming out in December. So, you know, like I said uh, a, few, a couple weeks ago about these um, new comic series, we're getting them all the time now. They're just throwing this stuff at us like crazy. But yeah. if they're they're quick series like this, I, I'm fine with that. It's it's not uh, obviously I'm gonna read it. And hopefully this, I, I'm assuming this is all, this has got to be all canon. So this will give us some information on getting us ready to, to go into Rogue One. And then there was also an announcement of a Rogue One, um, the, a new book. I guess we're getting a book also yeah. called Catalyst. Uh, they haven't given us any information on the author of the plot yet. Yeah. But it's another prequel to Rogue One. So we're going to get a lot of prequel stuff. Yeah. Before we go into the to the movie, so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to read these things. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, for sure. So I, I don't know. You, like I said, I'm 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 okay with uh, a quick comic series or whatever, no big deal. And we'll see what happens yeah, with this sure. catalyst. Are you uh, are you on board with these? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, it's funny because <laughs> you said uh, I I first first Rogue One news since last August, right? When when we got the the group image right like that group shot um and then prior to that the only other news that had come out about rogue one was the uh the star wars celebration panel that we were at um where we got to see that awesome teaser and then (laughs) uh and then you know heard them chat at length about uh about about the story 
um, and about about the movie and production and everything. So, um, yeah, it they've been really quiet on it, and uh, it's really funny because everything it's it's really obvious. It, it's it's really really easy to figure this stuff out. Um, all you have to do is look at, at look at it all on a timeline. You have to look at everything because if you just look at Rogue One, you're going like, it's really weird that they haven't released that teaser. It's really weird that yeah, they haven't yeah. done any promotion. That we haven't seen anything from this movie yet. That uh, you know it comes out in December, and by this time we'd gotten the first teaser. Um, we were very close to getting the the second teaser first at trailer. Star Wars Celebration, yeah. the first trailer. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. As well as like we'd gotten the character names uh, in the form of those the the you know mocked up uh, vintage cards. Uh, we'd actually gotten not a lot of information about the Force Awakens, but enough to keep us satisfied. I think. Um, yeah. The, the funny thing is that they, you know, they've, they've kind of left Rogue One on the back burner because they have other two other important things that they're really trying to make sure people are paying attention to attention to. One of those is Rebels, obviously, um, which which I feel like has gotten a little bit trampled over with with The Force Awakens and and everything because people talk about it. Uh, Jason and Carl were talking about you know what do you do now that the excitement of The Force Awakens is kind of wound down. Mm-hmm. What are, what's everybody doing to stay excited about Star Wars? And I went into their Facebook thing and I was really really surprised to be the only person to comment. I uh, obviously watching star wars rebels like (laughs) yeah we get star wars every week you guys when when clone wars was the only thing everybody was was jazzed about it every week and it was the only thing that the community was talking about um now that there are movies to talk about it's almost like star wars rebels doesn't exist to Mm -hmm. to a lot of fans um which is kind of unfortunate because they're doing such great things um but uh, but it's funny. So they're they're focusing on on rebels, obviously, which finishes in another two weeks on the thirtieth um, of of March, and then we'll be done until it comes back more than likely in October, um, right. September or October, right? So we got to wait until the fall. Uh, and then there's another important thing that happens the Tuesday after that, which is the release of. The Force Awakens on Blu-ray, mm-hmm. and then what do you know? There's about a month between the release of The Force Awakens on Blu-ray, which you know every time you turn on the TV, you'll see commercials saying "Bring," you know, now you can bring Star Wars: The Force Awakens home. Blah blah blah. Um, there will be a lot of commercials with Han and Chewie walking onto the Millennium Falcon, going "Chewie, we're home," and, we're home. <laughs> and then it'll be like, "And now you can bring it home too." Um, there you go, Lucasfilm. I just did your job for you. Um, <laughs> or more importantly, I could be doing that job. Give me a call. I. Uh, and then a month later, uh, really, um, this this like this small independent film 
uh, I, that Disney's doing uh, comes out. It's um, it's it's about the Civil War or something. Like oh that. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. Like maybe the, maybe like Lincoln Captain or something USA like that. or yeah, yeah. Some, some some. It's very it's very <laughs> odd. It's very odd because you know like it, they, it it's called Civil War and yet it looks like it takes place in the modern day. Um, and I think yeah. that there's even like a ripoff of Iron Man in it or something. I don't know. It's very confusing, but. In any case, uh, that movie comes out at the beginning of May, uh, a month after The Force Awakens comes out on Blu-ray, and um, I'll I I will stake my reputation on this. There will be a teaser for mm-hmm. Rogue One attached to Civil War. There yeah. will be like if if there's not, I you know like I'll I'll I'll. I will eat my hat. I don't know. Like, oh, that's that's something that people used to say, right? Um, it, yeah. it, because I what what did I say last year? I said, you know, uh, Avengers comes out at the beginning of May. There will be a Force Awakens trailer, a teaser to go along with Avengers, and there was, and we got it at Star Wars Celebration, obviously. So there was that curveball in there. Um, right. Celebration Europe isn't until June, so I don't think that they'll wait that long to release a trailer. They will release something in in May, uh, or at least leading up to it, probably the week before online, and then it'll be attached to to Captain America: Civil War. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I I think that they just want to get this other stuff out of the way. They just want to finish marketing the Force Awakens. <clears throat> and then and then we won't be able to get away from Rogue One. Uh, yeah. The other complication is that they, they had to worry about uh, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, right? Mm, right. And there yes. was the whole thing there where they were basically they, – they, they were basically given a court order saying you can't market this movie um, until after, right. the, after uh, Rogue Nation has – has sort of like left the 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 box office and the and the store shelves and that sort of thing. So I think it's been long enough now that they can safely do that. Um, I'm sure that they had a date, but but I think that you know it kind of synced up with you know like well let's focus on the Force Awakens and then once that's out the door and everybody's bought their copy of it on Blu-ray, you know it's and it's become the biggest selling Blu-ray of all time. Um, then we'll go ahead and 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 uh, start pushing Rogue Rogue One, um, and this is this is also it makes perfect sense. Um, the comic series in October and a book in in September, right? Right. Um, makes perfect sense because we've got another uh, Force Friday, right? Yeah, uh, September. Yeah, coming in September. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, and I think that that's gonna be. If there's any reason why they pushed episode eight to December, it is it is exactly that. They want to own that space of September to December, right? Um, where basically nobody else is even setting up camp. So, um, yeah, it, it, it once we get into that zone of September through to December, I think the, the news and everything will start coming fast, just like it did with the force awakens. But, Oh um, yeah, for sure. I yeah. just, I just thought it was really interesting. Cause I had said this 
a while ago, I think. I don't know if I said it on a podcast, but I have been saying, like, well, we're not really going to see anything from Rogue One until The Force Awakens is out the door, right? Like, until it's until they're done with it, and that includes Blu-ray and digital and blah, blah, blah. Right. So... I think I think that's exactly right. Is is it's going to be this big push from September to December, kind of like it was with the Force Awakens, even yeah. though we had stuff before that. But but also the thing you said was about this. You know, Disney has this other franchise that they want it to uh, to blow up, and and like you said, yeah. that's that's obviously Civil War. Yeah. And so they they want to push that right now. They don't want anything to kind of get in the way. I don't think of of that push. Because that's going to be coming up real soon. Well, and you know what? What's going to get those few people who you know should go see Civil War, but might not be that interested to go see it? A Star Wars trailer, yeah. right? Especially a Star Wars trailer that's OT. You know, like that's yeah. gonna that. They're very smart. They're very savvy. That the Force Awakens had so much of the OT in it, it the X Wings, the, the new Death Star. You know, uh, Ray is basically Luke Skywalker. Um, there's so much. There's so much that harkens back to the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, that brought a lot of fans back to Star Wars that that were uh, missing. And uh, and and Rogue One is going to do that even more because it's, I mean, the rumors are that you know it's going to have Tarkin and Vader in it. I know, um, I like, and obviously it's going to have the Death Star. It's going to have Tie Fighters. I I, I got to assume it's going to have X Wings and Y Wings. Yeah. Right. Um, oh yeah. Something of that sort. I uh, that's going to harken back to the original trilogy. The thing that drives me nuts is that Star Wars Rebels is that same sort of thing. And people just kind of half pay attention to it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Especially now with the way it's, it's going with all the stories yeah. supposedly, you know, aligning with each other and, and the possibility of maybe seeing yeah. a character spill over into Rogue One. It's just, wow, it's, it's pretty crazy. And, uh, I, yeah, I, I you tell you what, if all the, if all the rumors are true about Rogue One, about some of the stuff we're gonna we might see about you know especially the Vader stuff I'm I'm I don't know once I see the trailer I'll, I'll we'll, we'll find out if there's gonna be how much Vader's in it and I, I maybe you know whether it's just breathing him breathing or something like that or whatever I'm just I'm starting to get more excited or just as excited for that as I was for the Force Awakens but we'll see um, we'll see and, and it definitely you know the these Rogue One stuff I'm definitely gonna check this out it's a buy for me so to get ready for uh what's gonna happen in rogue one anything uh anything else you want to hit before we hit the recap uh no no let's jump into it all right all right to defeat your enemy you have to understand that everywhere we go we run into those guys he's sending us reinforcements sham sinduna at your service you're a princess i feel like because i can fight i have to the jedi are growing in their power my gut tells me this is a trap. Is it wrong for me to fight? Growing your abilities. You should have seen him in person. He was my master. The dark side. It pulls at him. Call me old master. Hang on! I hate it when she says that. Ezra, don't! Ahsoka. Why did you leave? Rex! 
here we go with the forgotten droid. Aboard their stolen Imperial command ship, the leaders of the rebellion discuss possible sites for a base, but they need fuel. They decide to head for an Imperial facility where they can steal fuel from the Empire. Disembarking Chopper spots something across the chasm from the landing platform. A match for his original leg. It's for sale by a vendor in an outdoor market and Chopper is very excited. But Herod reminds him that his duty is to stay with the ship. So Mike, we start off with this uh, episode. We're uh, mm-hmm. catching up with the rebel fleet here and it's the entire fleet, as you can see uh, in the very first shot there, including their newly acquired uh, Imperial aircraft. It's kind of like an aircraft carrier. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're looking for a base. So here's again, this is kind of like the theme of, of this, I guess, maybe second half or uh, of these episodes is looking for this new base. And, and for this whole episode, I'm thinking, wow, are they going to end this with, you know, us seeing maybe Dantooine or uh, something like that, you know, yeah. and, and <laughs> we'll get there. And it, and it turns out it's not. So I was kind of bummed about that. Yeah. You know, yeah. but I don't you know. You know what? Let's just let's just crack that open right now. Okay. The end of the episode, they get to a giant red sphere of a planet with something okay. orbiting it. And I went, oh, cool. That's Yavin. Or, uh, yeah, that's another thing. Yavin could have been. Right? Yeah. And, then, and then you go online and you find out, no, it's not Yavin. It's some other planet. It's, it's not even, yeah, it's not it's even something that they made. Like, <laughs> and it's like, uh, guys, come on. Like, just yeah. connect us to the original trilogy, please. Yeah. Yeah, Dantooine, I didn't even think about Dantooine. Dantooine would be really cool because there is the line in in uh, A New Hope where they say, you know, like, because uh, she says Dantooine, they're on Dantooine, yeah. and then, like, she we found off, we found yeah. a, a, a rebel, but we found something, but it... it the remnants, yeah. Yeah, the it rem- seems to yeah. be abandoned, right? Yeah. Um, and and so that means that at some point the rebels were on Dantooine, but yeah, I, I yeah, yeah, they're on the Yo system, and uh, that's uh, I haven't uh, I haven't heard of that about that. But you're right, Mike. It's oh. one of those ones where a big opportunity, and like you said, uh, at first I thought Dantooine because, like you said, in, in in a New Hope, yeah, Leia says, you know, um, she throws them off the off the scent. She goes, hey, send them to you know, she send send to Dantooine because we've already you know, uh, broken down that base and gone somewhere yeah. else. So, man, that would have been so cool. And I just kept expecting that as soon as they talked about a, a new base, I was expecting it this whole episode. We never got it. And that was kind of a letdown. I mean, this episode, I got to say, I, again, I talked about it last week. I, I'm not a huge Chopper fan. So this episode kind of fell a little short for me. But um, we'll get into it a little bit more of, of some of the maybe the, the good points of this episode and we'll talk about some of the bad parts or uh, parts that didn't really work well for us yeah. but um, you know and also too like they had they mentioned um, an ally helping them out uh, in the next in the last few episodes and, and I was kind of way off I thought we were going to go somewhere else maybe some a, a bigger character it might be an ally but it turns out it looks like uh, Ketsu Ketsu Onyo from yeah. the uh, Blood Sisters episode uh, she's actually the ally they were referring to, and she had just a small part in this. She was there in the in the meeting here, and then yeah. later on we'll talk about. She kind of helps out, but it looks like she was the one that they were um, promoting as as the the new ally. Because yeah. you know, I I had gone as far as to say maybe Maul would switch side, not switch sides, but maybe help in a weird way, or yeah. 
possibly um, Agent Callus, but it looks like it was was Katsu. So, yeah, um, yeah, we'll continue. Mike, go ahead. <clears throat> uh, once the team leaves, the astromech's attention is drawn back to the lake. He blasts off and heads over the chasm and excitedly calls the vendor. An Ugnaught, he kids Chopper about the strut. Don't worry, I won't charge you an arm and a leg for it, he says. The seller denies that the leg is stolen and wants 500 for it, but he won't accept Republic credits. You're wasting my time, he tells Chopper, and tells him to leave. When the Ugnaught turns his back, Chopper sees his opening. He grabs the leg, turns for the ghost... And watches as it takes off. The fuel mission a success. Nice. Uh, this was one of my favorite moments of the episode, and I had to go back and watch it again because I think I know what you're talking about. If yeah. you're not paying attention while Chopper is talking to the Ugnaught, you can see in the background the uh, the the rest of the Ghost crew on their adventure, right? <laughs> yeah. And you it's, just kind of great. Yeah, that was good. It's yeah. so good. You just like yeah. see them running towards the ship blasting at the at the uh, uh, stormtroopers and stuff and it's 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 funny because it's only something that you can do two seasons in that you're that like now we kind of know you're like we know how this goes this is a routine i uh, i uh, smash and grab for for right. these guys right like <laughs> in and out they get yeah. the fuel they get on the ship they take off um but uh, yeah, it, i yeah i thought that it was pretty funny yeah, I, I that was kind of like the highlight of the of the, this episode was that, and I, I almost kind of wish they kind of drew that out or played on that a little more because it was actually really funny. Because uh, like you said, you, I looked down, I go, wait a minute, and I did the same thing. I rewound it, and I go, I gotta jot this down because that is funny. You see him like battling and shooting, at, and and you know maybe Zeb or whoever pushing the the fuel onto the ship, and I was like, oh man, I kind of wish they would have played on that a little more. That was really good. But here's the thing, also too, like, um, okay. I don't know if this is maybe a little problem. This is a little nitpicky thing, but here's where they kind of go off for me. It's like, so here they are. They're looking for the fuel. They need more fuel. And obviously the Empire knows that these rebels are around and they're trying to steal fuel and all that. And uh, how, you know, like they come to this planet and I'm thinking, does the Empire still not take this rebel band seriously? Because they don't even... They don't even check the ghost as it comes in. Like there's no, they just land without any problems and they go steal some fuel. And the Empire's right there. I mean, yeah. there's stormtroopers there. There's everybody there. This is a big docking station. And there's no checks. And I don't, like I said, I don't know if maybe no, the resources you, aren't there. It's it, the reason why it's called the ghost is because it has a, it has basically a jammer on it that, that allows it to look like other ships. To mask its signal as, as a different ship. So, mm-hmm. um, in in Star, it, it, a lot of this is covered in New Dawn. Um, the Empire basically looks at they look at at the the signal from the ship. They don't actually visually look at the ship very often. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what the Ghost does is it sends out a signal and it. It'll say that like that it's not. Um, I I oh man, I know the class of the ship. Ah, I just Good lost it. it. <laughs> Anyways, um, it, it'll it, it'll mask itself and say that it's not that type of ship, and 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 it'll give fake codes, which mm-hmm. it, like fake identification codes, which um, 
which I mean, like that's something that's something that the Falcon does as well, right? I, right. I they don't really touch on it in the movies, but it's it is something like and they the the shuttle Tidarium and everything in in Return of the Jedi sort of alludes to this idea that that each ship kind of has a serial number or a code, um, in order to to get past certain checkpoints or whatever, right? right. Um, and identification markings and that sort of thing. And the ghost is able to fool sensors and and come across as a different ship. Um, so every time they come into a system, like they have, like they're constantly cycling through different different types of ships with different codes in order to uh, uh, fool the Imperials and fool anybody who might be looking for them. So. So I don't worry about that so much. Like that's sort of that's something that we've established about the ghosts, and I don't like they don't need to, they don't need to remind us every episode that the ghost is able to, to mask itself and 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 be seen as a different ship altogether. I, yeah, I, I think the problem is like, or maybe not the problem is, is maybe it's just the fact that I guess like I said maybe the empire is at this point, it's not as serious enough to them where they're going to check, especially at an outpost where they have fuel that could be stolen, where they would actually check ships that would come in. Yeah. And, and, you know, maybe that's just, like I said, maybe they're just not, they're just not, they're spread too thin to be able to do that. Uh, and I totally forgot about the ghost being able to do that. That makes, that makes a lot of sense too. You're right about that. I just wonder like, like again, like maybe it's just that they, it's not like they've stole the rebel plans yet. It's just, they're, this militia that they're fighting off, but they're not taking as seriously, I guess as seriously as maybe I think they should be obviously. Cause I know yeah. what's going to happen, but, um, but yeah, I know that makes perfect sense. Mike, I, I, I totally understand that now. Um, let's uh, continue. The Ugnot chases after chopper and calls over some stormtroopers. They give chase and call in the theft, noting that a rebel just pulled off a heist chopper heads to an Imperial cargo ship. Looking uh, to hide, he's safe for now, but the Imper- Imperials are all on alert. Meanwhile, an inventory droid reports in with the captain. He informs the officer that the NAV computer is, uh, is off calculation by 0.002%, prompting the captain to scold the droid. Uh, he, orders him, he orders him to go log the manifest. So check this out. It's back here. Captain, the math computer is off calculation by 0.002. You're an inventory droid, not a navigator, you old clanker. Go log the manifest. It is against my programming protocol to allow this Imperial vessel or its cargo to be late for its scheduled deliveries. I can't wait until your replacement gets here. After you program it, we're gonna shuffle you off to the scrap heap. <laughs> now get out of here and go log the manifest! Sir, we've begun a search. If any rebels got on board, we'll find them. So, Mike, we get introduced to AP5, and of course, we talked about it earlier, real quick. Uh, uh, voiced by Stephen Stanton, mm-hmm. which we've had on the show before, a uh, good guy. Um, and, and, it was, and as with these droids, you always wonder, like, obviously there's, okay, with AP5, what is he named after? How does it, what's going on with this? And according to uh, Star Wars, it's just 
uh, a series producer they named it after, and the five comes from apparently the lady they named it after is only five feet tall. So, uh, and then of course we've seen this droid before in in A New Hope or in you know in the original trilogy. Uh, it's one of the Death Star uh, black droids. Uh, I guess it's Death Star droid. Yeah. And uh, it's obviously coming from Ralph McQuarrie, which this series pulls from a lot of stuff from the old McQuarrie stuff, which is really cool. Um, and we find out in a, in a little bit that this droid was actually part of the Republic. So it was kind of neat to to get some of that. And we'll get to that particular portion of the show in a minute. But uh, Stephen Sand, you know, Mike, as far as his voice goes, like there was a lot of talk about like where what is the inspiration for this voice? Because as you're listening to you going. I've heard this voice before yeah. or just something weird about it. And the first thing I thought of was uh, I'm thinking, I'm like, this sounds like Hans Gruber from uh, <laughs> from Die Hard, yep. you know, just the kind of cadence or something yeah. of it. It was just kind of weird. And I heard other type of like somebody else heard like a little bit of Cumberbatch in there. So um, a lot of people have been talking about Professor Snape, of course, Alan Rickman was um, it just it kind of sounds like that. Did you get that vibe? <clears throat> Yeah, no, it, it is it is obviously uh, an Alan Rickman esque performance, yeah. um, which uh, which which is really cool. the The thing that I find interesting about that is that that this would have been recorded sometime last year, um, right? It right. seems timely because Alan Rickman uh, uh, sadly just passed recently, um, mm-hmm. but. Uh, but they, but this would have been recorded so long ago that 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 has no effect on it. It's just, it's just one of those things. Um, and you hear you hear this a lot from voice actors that that when they come up with character voices, a lot of the time what they're doing is they're taking a bad impression, and they're layering in another bad impression, and then <laughs> and then like that's how they yeah. come up with a character's voice, right? And there's there's an element here. I'm not going to say it's a bad impression. Um, because it is very clearly Alan Rickman, uh, but I I do think I do think that what happened was they went okay we need a we need like we need like C three PO but maybe a little bit more not so worried just kind of yes just yes. put off right like just kind of always annoyed by everything because you've got an R two D two that that is slightly more obnoxious than r2d2 in chapter chopper and when i say slightly i mean incredibly um so yeah like like you want him to be the counterpart to to chopper and in order to do that instead of like r2 has sort of that r2 is very bold and brash but he's also almost always right you know Mm. what i mean like like and and he is he and he's a little bit like He's definitely stubborn, but uh, but <clears throat> but almost kind of like in a in a in an endearing way. Chopper is not stubborn. He's kind of selfish, right? Like he's kind yeah, of oh, like, yeah. he, he's a yeah. he's a bit obnoxious. So you need a droid that's going to counter that um, properly. That's going to balance that out. And so you get you get AP five, who is um, very by the books. I, I much like C-3PO is very by the books, right? Um, right. But that that's not going to put up with Chopper's nonsense, right? right? And that's what they created with this character. And I think that, like, perfectly, like, if you want C-3PO but a C-3PO that doesn't put up with anybody's guff, 
that's Alan Rickman. Like you just you just landed on it. Like yeah. it it's so throughout the whole episode I'm going like, "Ah, I don't know about this choice. It's good. I like it. It's well performed, but it's such a it's it seems so odd to me. Like they have a good chemistry, but like but like it just seems so on the nose. And then by the end of the episode you realize, "Oh, this guy's not going anywhere." <laughs> yeah, we talked about it. It yeah. makes perfect sense. Like, like if you were going to cast that role with an actor, it would be Alan Rickman. Um, and he, the funny thing is that Alan Rickman did actually play a droid of sorts. He played, um, um, oh man, what's his name in in Ga- uh, um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Uh, oh, uh, uh, he plays the depressed android. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I can't remember his name. It just fell out of my head. Anyways, like people know what I'm talking about. Um, but he in the movie version of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Alan Rickman is the voice of of the sad android. Um, so I I yeah, like it, it's it's kind of perfect. Um, it 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 makes perfect sense to me once you sort of start to to put it together. Um. Yeah. That yeah, I uh, it's uh, it, it, yeah, it, it couldn't be better. It couldn't be better. Yeah. No, it was good. It was good. Um, I'm gonna let me continue, Mike, yeah. and I'm gonna have you read Go the next one. Uh, the, the inventory droid notices an unsealed hatch and moves in to investigate. Chopper evades the droid for a time, but eventually comes upon a locked door and is caught. The inventory droid introduces himself as AP5. He knows. Chopper is not on the inventory list and deduces that Chopper is a rebel and stole the leg. Again, Chopper flees and AP-5 gives chase. Finally, Chopper threatens his droid with a spark projector. And just to, just to add on before you continue, yeah. as far as like you were talking about um, Chopper, and, and, and it is, he is, he is kind of like a toddler, like especially in the beginning when he, they tell him, hey, stay with the damn ship. Yeah. And then, and then he goes, he has this, like, he sees something, and it is. He's like a little kid, and, and, and you'll, you'll know this someday, Mike. Uh, <laughs> you know, kids get locked on something, yeah. and no matter what, they just have to go over there and, and check it out. And that's exactly what he is. And, God, he gets these guys into so much trouble all the time. And I know this season, Chopper has kind of has done some stuff, or done a little better, and he's, and he's a little more responsible. But, man, the first season, man, he was always doing stuff to get them in trouble. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was almost like, man, he's, he's, he's jeopardizing this team sometimes, the, what, the stuff he does. So uh, this episode, he kind of he redeems himself when you get the C-3PO R2 type of thing at the end, but we'll get there. Uh, Mike, yeah. I'm going to have you read this one so I can get yeah. uh, set up. Go ahead. Uh, they begin to talk, and both reveal that they served in the Clone Wars. The situation calms, and they walk together. The astromech tells the story of how the Y-Wing he was serving in during a mission over Ryloth was shot down. He avoided the scrap heap by being rescued, which AP-5 has a hard time believing. Chopper shows him an image of Hera, and AP-5 is impressed. AP-5 explains that he was reassigned from navigation to inventory after after the war. While he took pride in his war responsibilities, he does his new duty as commanded. Though his Imperial supervisors continually disrespect him, he will not disobey his orders. Chopper says there are other options, like free will. He admires Chopper's fortitude, but seems resigned to his fate. Military models are equipped with those. A war hero. Well, 
chopper. I also served in the Clone Wars as a military analyst on a Republic warship. I was also part of the Ryloth campaign. You know, our tactical strategies were only 70% effective. Your Y-Wing was shot down. Yes, they always were a bit buggy during atmospheric operations. How did you avoid the scrap heap? Rescued? No one rescues droids. She must be very brave. You're fortunate to have someone who cares. My commander did not survive and I was downgraded after the war. I was the best Republic navigator in my class, but when the Empire took control, I was reassigned to So, Mike, we learned uh, a couple episodes ago that, or was the last episode, that uh, Harrow's actually the one that um, she didn't build him. She it sounds like, and, and that was kind of confusing, and not confusing, but we didn't exactly know yeah. what Harrow's involvement was with Chopper, but she, we knew that she had. Uh, somehow, we thought I, I had thought that she had actually built yeah, him. Yeah, like, it looks like, like, like she, with C-3PO and Anakin, right? Yeah, so it looks like she she didn't build him. She actually saved yeah. him as part of the battle over Ryloth. So uh, his Y-wing was shot down, mm-hmm. and and uh, the pilot was killed, and then Hera's exact is the one that actually saved him. So that was kind of interesting to find that out mm-hmm. that she uh, kind of saved him and put him back together or whatever. Like, and uh, we find out also that AP Five was a military analyst uh, during the Ryloth campaign as well. So both of these droids uh, were actually in the same battle there. And and like I said earlier, AP Five was part of the Republic, and then once the war and the Galactic Empire took over, he was um, kind of decommissioned or whatever you want to call it, and just. Uh, made into an inventory droid. So kind of a cool little backstory to these two and, and where they came from. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, Mike? yeah, no, it uh, it was definitely it was definitely cool to, you know, you don't really think about it. You don't think about droids this yeah. way as having served, right? But, uh, right, you know, but like we think about R2 that way. We think that like, oh, R2's been around since the, since before geez, the Clone yeah. Wars, right? And, you know, he, yeah. he, he, has he's been in all of these epic battles and then you start to to realize in this episode like oh so has chopper yeah and yeah. uh and and now we hear from ap5 it's like oh yeah well ap5's been around as well he used to be a navigation droid and now he's a an inventory droid and it's funny because at the beginning of the episode it's a bit of a throwaway but he when he's introduced he's telling the captain of the of the ship of the freighter like you know, if we went this way, we would we would cut yeah. this much time. That's and true. It's like you're an inventory yeah. droid, not a blah blah blah. And <laughs> and it's like, oh, but he's not. He was actually programmed for navigation. So you know, you're like he you're knows, ignoring yeah. an asset. But that's the way that most people treat droids in the galaxy, right? It's like, well, you've been assigned mm-hmm. to this task. Go do that. Um, <clears throat> just leave me alone, right? Especially within the Empire, I think. So yeah. yeah, I thought that was really interesting, and I also there's a there's a bit of a, a I don't know there's an there's an interesting element to the way that the Empire and most of the galaxy treats droids, and then the way that our heroes tend to treat droids, and our, our mm-hmm. heroes tend to treat droids as people as characters, exactly, um, yeah. and and the rest of the galaxy treats them as objects right as as possessions um 
and uh, and and I, I always find that really interesting because there's a there's definitely a parallel there to uh, to slavery and and the difference in perspective in people who would treat treat people like property as opposed to right. treating them like human beings. Um, and mm-hmm. I, and I think that there is an interesting element to, uh, to star Wars. That's very like, it's under the surface, but, but it's definitely there. Cause you definitely see, especially in the prequels, you see it with Anakin and, and R2 and a little bit with the way that Obi-Wan looks at R2. Um, because especially in Revenge of the Sith, some of the things that he says, I, I, you know about you know like it's all inferred kind of that that Obi Wan, I uh, has not necessarily been super kind to R two over the years, and just thinks right. of him as another droid. Um, but we definitely got that in in the the Clone Wars storyline. R two come home, right? Um, mm-hmm that that Anakin values R2 as much as he values Ahsoka or Obi-Wan or anybody else um that our R2 is is important to him um which makes it all the more interesting in in A New Hope when uh Vader is firing on Luke and he manages to hit R2 R2 um, <laughs> if only he knew right uh, and there's that I, I've talked I think I've talked about it before on on one of the podcasts there's that great comic where I and I think it might be from a Star Wars tales where we see the aftermath of 3PO getting blown apart on Bespin and the the troopers take it to take what's left of 3PO like all of his disembodied parts to Vader and say like we found him wandering the halls do you want to have them reprogrammed or should we just send them <laughs> to the incinerator and there's that yeah. great image it's so good and i can't it, it it's one of those things that you just don't think about until like it, and obviously it wouldn't have been in the movie because when they made empire they didn't know that vader made 3po because that's ridiculous um but it's the truth now so we got to take it for what it's worth but yeah. i it's that great image of of Vader holding up 3PO's head and sort of holding it to his helmet and it's very um it it evokes Hamlet uh yeah, and, and it's yeah. that great moment and then the next we, we know what happens like they cut away from it to whatever else happens we know what happens to 3PO they send him to the incinerator right they send mm-hmm. him to the junk pile to be to be melted down and that that says a lot about Vader's character, about about Anakin and where he's at. It's like I don't want to, I never want to see that droid again, mm-hmm. right? Like that. It reminds him of of Tatooine. It reminds him of his mother. It reminds him of Padme because he like three PO ends up working for Padme. Like it, yeah, that's a droid. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's funny because you know you would think that that Vader would start to put things together and realize that. Leia is his daughter, but um, you know, <laughs> no, he doesn't know that quite. he has a daughter, so you can kind of forgive him for that. But yeah, well, you, you know, you mentioned um, the the way the Empire and their officers treat um, mm-hmm. treat the droid stuff, and it is and it's like you said, it's the total opposite of how how the rebels do. It's like you have even even with um, like one episode with 
with Zeb and Callus, how when Callus returned, they didn't give a crap about him, you know, and and definitely they don't give a crap about any of the droids. Even as uh, AP Five is walking down the hallway, you see a stormtrooper like run into him, like they didn't even know he was there. They just don't even care. Like he like he runs into him, like get out of the way. So that definitely goes into it, and and how the rebels see uh, Chopper, like they want to go after him, they want to get him back, especially um, mm-hmm. especially Ezra, you know, he wants him back. So it's definitely that that uh, differences between the factions and the Empire and the Rebels and how they how they treat everybody, actually, not just the droids, but even humans, too. So uh, suddenly the captain radios AP-5 screaming at him. He tells him to keep an eye out for stowaway Rebels. AP-5 responds by saying he has seen none. With that, Chopper readies his spark weapon and blasts AP-5's restraining bolt. The inventory droid is free. Chopper has a plan. Lure the crew into the cargo hold and jettison it into space. The captain catches up with them. He demands the manifest and readies a new restraining bolt. Chopper attacks him with his leg, and when the Imperial calls in that he's captured a rebel droid, and Chopper, uh, Chopper zaps him. Stormtroopers in pursuit, Chopper leads them into the cargo hold. He zooms away, heading back towards the ship. The astromech ricochets from wall to wall and comes in for a bumping landing. AP-5 helps him and seals the door. So we get this. They finally, uh, you know, AP-5 kind of turns. You see him at one point. He's struggling, like, with his own programming to to say, like, and the Rebels, you know, he's right here. Here's the here's the droid. And he starts, I think is, this is the point, Mike, where, like, he starts stuttering or he, he, the glitches in him. Yeah. As, as he's trying not to, like, go against his programming. And so that was kind of cool and, and kind of funny. Like, this droid actually learns about, like, what quote unquote free will is, yeah. <laughs> which is what <clears throat> Chopper gets to do with his rebel companions. And uh, I just thought it was cool that that moment where AP5 kind of turns and yeah. now he's he's doing his own thing now. So it's kind of a cool yeah, scene. Yeah, you know, it's it's reminding me a lot of the um, <clears throat> the droids comic book series. I don't mm. know if, if I if people remember I that. I haven't read that. No, it's no. like way back in the day, way, way back in the day. There's a comic book series that's a basically about c-3po and, and r2 um and and it it does not count for canon whatsoever anymore because it, it you know the the prequels kind of wipe it all out and then definitely rebels wipes a lot of it out because it's supposed to be a lot of the story of them before a new hope um mm-hmm. but there is definitely there's a there's a a a storyline that kind of runs through that of droid independence um and there's a character c3px who's it looks a lot like c3po but he's like he's like mm-hmm. bulked up and he's like a he he's kind of like a i don't know i guess he's kind of like a bounty hunter but a but a droid like i, I guess the ig88 it's a bounty hunter droid but but right. he's like a c3po but a but a bounty hunter that i guess that's a little bit more accurate um i don't know that he's specifically a bounty hunter but that just kind of gives you the idea that he's like kind of a hardcore um you know schwarzeneggered <laughs> version of c3po um and and yeah. there is there are some uh, some uh, i i overtones of of droid independence and like you know not not serving uh, and being you know their own their own beings and that sort of thing that that's that's throughout that comic that that you know there's there's sort of there's hints of that in this story i wouldn't be surprised if that was kind of one of the inspiration points for some mm-hmm. of this storyline 
Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. <clears throat> I, I haven't read that, but it sounds like like you're right yeah. on top of it right there. Uh, let's uh, keep going. Yeah. Mike. Go ahead. Uh, the ghost arrives back at the fleet and finds it under attack. Ketsu is there to help, but this will not be an easy fight. Now in the cockpit of the Imperial cargo ship, Chopper and AP-5 argue about who is captain. Chopper plugs into the computer and sets course for the, fle- for the fleet. He calls AP-5 his friend, which gives the inventory droid pause. Finally, Chopper contacts Hera. With the fleet under attack, Hera says they're going to the Yost system. AP-5 interjects. The Imperial fleet is waiting there. It's a trap. Hera asks how they know, and Chopper reveals that he stole an Imperial fighter. Uh, sorry, freighter. This is the point where, like you mentioned, how AP Five has, you know, he has this knowledge because he was previously, um, uh, what did I say he was? Oh, an analyst. Yeah, military yeah. analyst. So he has. I don't know if they didn't like wipe this droid fully or what's going on, but he actually knows a lot of the Empire secrets and he actually turns and tells the rebels like, hey, you don't want to go there because they'll be waiting for you and it's going to be all bad. So um, that was kind of a cool scene and and for the rebels to have this this droid now that's on their side and he's able to give them some secrets. So that was kind of cool. Let's finish it up here. AP-5 readies new safe coordinates, but they are not alone. The captain is on the ship as well. AP-5 thanks the captain and says he's better. he's been taken prisoner. The diversion works and Chopper attacks the Imperials. AP, as AP-5 prepares, prepares to transmit coordinates, he's blasted from behind. With his last bit of strength, he sends them through. Enraged, Chopper charges the Imperial and lands a knockout blow. As AP-5's power fades, he's te- he tells Chopper, I won't forget you, my friend. The rebels arrive at the planet, um, which is free from Imperials. But this is not the end of AP-5. He wakes to find himself fully repaired. Sabine replaces his thermosensors with those from Chopper's, uh, from the leg Chopper stole. Chopper sacrificed his replacement leg for his friend. You're alive and well. I replaced your damaged thermosensors with the ones from the leg Chopper stole. Chopper. You sacrificed your replacement leg for me. Well, you shouldn't have. I knew you had a malfunctioning logic circuit. That sort of language confirms it. You could be disintegrated in six systems for saying such things. I might just report you myself. And Mike, if you didn't have any, if you had a little doubt before, (laughs) this is actually the scene where you're like, oh my gosh, it's C-3PO R2 part two. You know what I mean? The bickering as they go off and and Chopper, man, was Chopper gone soft? What's going on? You know, he gives up his uh, leg to help uh, uh, fix AP-5. So that was kind of cool the way it ended. Like like you said, are we going to see, you know, these two do some things in in later episodes or in later seasons? Um, These two as the new... R2 and C3PO. I don't know. Maybe we are. I, I think yeah. I think that's exactly what's going on. Is uh, what do you think, Mike? Yeah, that's yeah, it, for right? sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and you know, I I wish I wish that that IMDb sort of had a little bit more um, insight into this, or or that there was something out there. Um, 
that could help us, you know, sort of figure out whether or not this character is going to be around. I, I hope that he is. Um, like I said earlier, if not for just for the yeah, fact that, sure. that uh, Stephen Stanton is is awesome and uh, and should should be on the show on a regular basis. But um, yeah. yeah, like I yeah no. IMD, IMDb doesn't doesn't uh, doesn't give us any heads up as to whether or not the character is going to be sticking around, uh, mm-hmm. unless he's credited. I don't know, man. I think they're setting episode. it up. But yeah, I mean, like, what else would that be, right? Um, yeah, it it seems to make sense to me. Yeah. That that's where that would and, be going. Yeah, and and obviously this this AP five has, uh, I don't I don't know if he has any more, but he's shown that he has the some some knowledge that could help the rebels as far as where the empire is yeah. and, and what's going on or possible places and, and and more fuel and stuff like that so we'll see how that turns out but yeah this is definitely the start of uh, like a tandem now yeah. and uh finally chopper has someone he could and here's the thing like chopper actually like uh, he has he really done anything like that for for his crew i don't know i don't think so this is like the first time where he's actually like he was so shooken up by um, him getting blasted, AP5 getting blasted yeah. there by by the captain. You know, he actually goes after him. So that was definitely definitely a moment where it's going to be the new, like what we talked about, the new R2C2, where they like they can't live without each other and they do so well together, but they constantly bicker on 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 things. So it's kind of neat to see that. Uh, like I said in, in the beginning, you know, one of those episodes where it kind of. I kind of was hard to hold my attention for the whole thing. Um, there were some definitely a couple of good scenes that we talked about. Uh, overall, it just it was just not necessarily an episode that I was really super excited about. And it's and, and it, it goes back to like they give us this trailer, you know, talking about the season finale, and it's like we're just everybody wants that so bad. It's like this is get to it. I want to get to it. So um, I don't know. I'd give it like a. B minus or something. If I had to grade it or whatever, yeah. B minus, C plus, something like that. So yeah, a, I mean, it's, a, it's definitely it's definitely a bit of a filler episode between now and the end of the season. Um, but it, important stuff does happen, and a new character is introduced. So yeah, for so sure, and sure. and and a, and a great new character. So um, it's definitely. Yeah. I don't think it's one that I'll go back and and watch. Uh, you know, when when I'm when I'm thinking about like, oh, let's go watch some old Rebels episodes. Um, yeah, no. but uh, but it, it will. I think it'll end up being important for the series overall. Like it, it, yeah. it at least had a lot of effect. Um, mm-hmm. Next week's episode, I think, will be interesting as well to see kind of how how well it fits in and exactly what what goes on in that. Um, but uh, you know, at this point, let's be honest, we're all just counting down to the thirtieth for <laughs> yeah, for like, yeah, Vader versus Ahsoka and the return of yeah. Darth Maul, right? So yeah, yeah. You <clears throat> talked about uh, our next episode before we get there. I just want to mention a couple of Facebook yeah, yeah. Uh, and stuff. Uh, we got some new some new likes this week. I wanted to highlight a few people, get some shout outs to Tara Cunningham, Bianca Horkin, Jacko Gibney, uh, Joseph Saint Pierre. And then we also got a message from Daniel Sharp, Mike, and I know you were uh, talking to him about this. Mm-hmm. He had mentioned, uh, I'll just read it here. He says, uh, hi, guys, I'm here to talk about the fourth Inquisitor. Before uh, season one, I sent you a picture of concept art for Barisofi, and you deemed it fake. But in study of the picture, I realized the mask of the art matches that of the ad. Please send me your views 
that is just a coincidence. And this is from Daniel Sharp. And it's, he's talking about the yeah. Force and Fourth Inquisitor, which we got some images from from that trailer, Mike. Yeah. And he's talking about the helmet. And again, like when you look at the helmet, it it gives you the sense of the old again the old samurai stuff that they pulled from, especially like with Vader. Yep. And obviously with Kylo. But you had talked to him about this. Would uh, just wanted to let everybody else know who yeah. might be wondering. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was that there was that artwork of Barris Alfie from like way before the series started, and people expected to see that at some point. Um, I, but that was fan art. Uh, and, right. and the helmet that she's wearing is actually very much taken from the Force Unleashed, um, right. which in and of itself is a combination of Darth Vader's helmet and and uh, Boosh's helmet from Return mm-hmm. of the Jedi. So, um, yeah, I, I look. I, we're not going to see Barrisofi. We're not going to see her. She's not coming back. Just just no. relax about it, guys. Uh, it's it's not going to happen. If it was going to happen, it would have happened already. Because they had the opportunity. Right? And they didn't. Mm-hmm. It's the seventh sister. And the seventh sister is is uh, the same species. Uh, Marilyn, I think, is the species. If they were going to do that, they would have done it. They didn't do it. Any of the rumors that were circling about that, I think, can be put to rest because there it is like that's that's what the, that's what was generating those rumors was that there was a character similar to Barisofi that was one of the inquisitors so um we're not going to see that i i'm fairly certain that this new inquisitor uh is male um not right. female uh, and the helmet actually is very very different when you when you look at it on, on closer inspection um but, uh, yeah, it's funny. Uh, you know, people... There have been a lot of Clone Wars connections. Um, I, that, that's one that I don't think is going to come up. Um, people are right to, to speculate about it, but I think at this point it's very obvious that that's not going to happen. I think that this Inquisitor is going to... It's not going to be anybody. It's not going to be anybody important. It's just... Yeah. It's just another Inquisitor, just like just the last two. Um, just like all three of them have been right i mean the the grand inquisitor in retrospect turns out to be one of the temple guards but that like it's not like he's the temple guard specifically from that one episode no he's he was a just a temple guard right yeah um right so you know i i think I think people need to kind of let go of some of that stuff and just kind of let it be what it's going to be. I think one of the biggest problems that people have with Star Wars Rebels is they have expectations. I think it's the same with The Force Awakens, people who are who are still bummed about The Force Awakens. If you go into these things with expectations that your favorite character is still going to be part of the story, well, you know, you're going to you set yourself up for disappointment. If you thought Boba Fett was going to show up in The Force Awakens, then you were disappointed pointed right you know like and and you gotta let these things be their own stories you have to let them exist on their own um otherwise like you're just gonna set yourself up for disappointment you have to learn to love the characters that we've got and not pine for the characters that already exist um Mm -hmm. those characters have stories and yeah some of them didn't have you know, very satisfying ends. But I, I personally think that Barisalfi, like her story's finished. 
it 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 ended you know like she like the, she played her part in in ahsoka tano's story um and i don't think that that she needs to come back i don't think that there is really that much more there to tell with that character um you'd just be you'd just be dredging up old stuff to you know in order to make it fit right um right in my opinion so uh yeah i i don't know i i i I almost always would rather have new characters rather than just bring back old characters. Oh, for um, sure, yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. You know, make the galaxy bigger. One of, one of the biggest problems with Star Wars and one of the things that people complain about the most is that it's a small galaxy that, you know, these characters fly from one end of the, the galaxy to the other and they seem to always be running into each other. And, uh, you know, you can explain a little bit of that with the Force that, you know, it kind of brings everybody back together. But... But really, you know, the bigger you make the galaxy, the more characters you have to populate it with, and mm-hmm. uh, and and for my money, that that's where you know the 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 best parts of Star Wars can come from. <clears throat> and you know, like it, you create a new character. If everybody remembers back to uh, when the show was first announced, I was not keen on there being any Jedi in it whatsoever. And now my favorite character is Kanan. So, (laughs) you know, like, you you have to... It's okay to have your views and opinions, but at a certain point, I think you gotta kind of let it go and just learn to enjoy it for what it is. Um, And not try and put this other these other attitudes on it. I, I just don't think that that's fair um, mm-hmm. to the to the storytellers that want to tell this specific story. Look, at the end of the day, if you are that intent on telling your, your own story, or you think that your idea is so much better, just, this is a little secret, just take, take that story and write it, change the characters, change the location, Add in some of your own ideas, and guess what? You've just created something of your own, because that's exactly what George Lucas did when he created Star Wars. Yeah, like right. he he wanted to make a Flash Gordon movie, and they wouldn't let him. Nobody nobody would give him the rights to Flash Gordon. Uh, he he couldn't he couldn't get his hands on it. So what did he do? He wrote his own Flash Gordon. He took the same ideas. He took John Carter. He took. Uh, Flash Gordon, Buck Rogers, he took all of that stuff and and he put it all together along with some Kurosawa and, and you know, uh, obviously so many other influences. Oh, I, yeah. I, and he created his own story. And there's absolutely nothing stopping anybody else from doing that. And I would much rather see people going out and creating their own stories rather than, you know, writing fan fiction about, you know, oh, I wish this is what happened instead of what happens in Star Wars Rebels, you know? Um, And you never know. You go out, you do that stuff, and you might end up working on Star Wars one day as a result. But if you you think you can do better, (laughs) prove it. Right, yeah, that's that's yeah. the thing. Is like you don't have to write Star Wars to prove that you can write a better Star Wars story than Star Wars, um, because like Star Wars is better than Flash Gordon, um, 
it's better than it's better than John Carter, right? Like John Carter is an inspiration for it. The the stories of John Carter, the Edgar Rice Burroughs stuff. But yeah. uh, uh, Star Wars definitely takes that and moves it forward into into uh, another uh, uh, like uh, into a more three dimensional space than John Carter because John Carter is very it's very pulpy. It's very two dimensional. Um, mm-hmm. uh, heroes being heroes for heroic sake. Um, yeah. But yeah, like so, if you if you see the character of Barisalfi and you go, oh, there's more story to tell with her, just take that story that already exists, use it as your backstory, change the setting, change some of the stuff, and before you know it, like you start changing character names, you change the Jedi into something else, you add some more stuff to the Jedi to make them different. Maybe you take away their Force powers. Maybe you make the force a different thing altogether maybe it's technology based instead of being magic uh you start doing this stuff and all of a sudden you've written something else you've created something new and Mm -hmm. uh and 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 there's nothing wrong with that you know yeah so uh, i'll just say that to some of our listeners who who are constantly sending us stuff in saying like oh but but what about this character but oh i wish that they did this or it's people who don't watch rebels i guess they're not really listening to this but people who don't watch Rebels because they they think that the Force of Unleashed is a better story for how the rebellion is formed. Well, it's not it's not the official canon, so you know, let it go. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, I think yeah, the Fourth Inquisitor is just more going to be cannon fodder for uh, for Ezra when he goes a little dark. I think we'll so see. too. I think the reason why that character's mask is down and why we haven't seen anything else. There's there's two possibilities here. Either what you just said, cannon fodder, they're literally just there to die. Or and go walk with me here. It's a, it's a it's a bit of a stretch. Okay. That is Ezra. Oh, okay. Really? Wow. They 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 something they're in a Sith temple and you never know. You never mm. know. But that, like, we're very worried right now about Ezra falling to the dark side. Oh, for sure. And, yeah. and Seventh Sister has been, she's been, there's been some stuff that she said that I think might be foreshadowing some things. Mm. Um, and I, I think that there's a possibility that Ezra, that there might be a Vader, Luke's, Luke's head in Vader's helmet moment coming. Ah, gotcha. Um, yeah, yeah. In, in the near future for Ezra. Hmm. Um, Interesting. So I'm just throwing that out there. I that that's a, uh, like I said, it's a stretch, and I think that it's a very outside chance that that's what's going on. But there is a chance. It's Star Wars, so <laughs> you never know. Hey, uh, talk about let's uh, talk about it next time on Star Wars Rebels. It's yep. called the Mystery on Chopper Base. Kanan, Ezra, and Ahsoka prepare to depart to unravel Vader's secret, while the rebels find a way to fend off the predatory creatures that occupy the planet. Here's a little tease of coming up next week. Spectre 5 to Phoenix 6, where are you? Dicer, come in. Looks like whatever happened happened right after she placed that sensor. Someone else is here. Or something else. Behind you! Think it's aggressive? I'm not waiting to find out. More incoming! Get to the ship. 
And there we go, Mike. There's a tease of next week, and uh, yep. Rex is in trouble, Sabine's in trouble, and then I, I'm really, I'm kind of interested to see uh, this unraveling of Vader's secret. So it looks like our Kane and Ezra and Ahsoka are going to be off again on doing their own thing. So yeah, um, setting up for some good stuff, man. We'll see. And Shelob, a bunch of Shelobs <laughs> are returning or yeah. coming to coming to Star Wars, and uh, kind of teasing us with Rex. And you know, could we be seeing the end of Rex? I, I doubt, doubt it, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're kind of just throwing it out there. So uh, that's what's coming yeah. up next week. That's uh, that's it for this yeah. week, though. Well, you know, before we go, and I can't believe I forgot okay. to talk about this at the beginning of the episode. So hopefully people are still stuck around for it. Um, we've been nominated in the Star Wars Podcast Awards. We talked about it, I think, on the last episode that the, that oh, the, yeah. Yeah. we were a, a finalist for the nominees. Um, they're a semifinalist. We're a finalist but now. now. We're in the, yeah, we're yeah. in the finals. So... Um, so go wow. to StarWarsPodcastAwards.com, click on blog, and then the first post there, there's a link to to the voting, to the to the survey that you can vote in. Um, we are nominated uh, as the Rebels Podcast in the uh, TV review category, um, or as I've been referring to it, the best Star Wars Rebels review show, because we're all Rebels review shows. I. Uh, Mm. they've kind of they've they've referred to it as several things over the course of this whole thing um we are also uh, in a roundabout way nominated for best retired podcast uh, as uh frontlines the clone wars podcast so obviously that's matt and i so <laughs> nice for those who don't know uh who haven't gone back and listened to frontlines but uh i yeah so we're nominated in 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 those two categories and we would really, really love it if people would go and vote for us. Um, we definitely need the help in the in the in both categories against uh, Rebel Force Radio because <laughs> yeah. they definitely have more listeners than us. Um, yeah. But uh, but hopefully our 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 crew is a little bit more passionate and we'll get out and vote um, uh, and uh, and help us out with that. Um, because we would love to, it's, it's awesome just to be nominated, just to have made it that far, because that means that you guys voted for us and that, that, you know, we, we got the votes to make it into that, into those, the, the finals for those categories. Um, it's a shame, but podcast network, we didn't make it in, uh, for thunder quack, but, uh, but, uh, our friends at geek out loud and the star Wars report did. So vote there as you will. Um, personally, I vote geek out loud podcast network um uh not not taking anything away from the star wars report because obviously uh, uh we uh we love bethany and and riley and and uh carl and jason um yeah uh, but but you know i gotta i gotta get it to steve because if it weren't for steve you know there wouldn't be a thunder quack podcast network and i don't think there'd be a star wars report and there wouldn't be a, a wampas layer uh to listen right. to so um I you know that that's I I I think uh, I think Steve deserves some recognition for that, um, and uh, and you know there's some other great nominees in some of these other categories, uh, really exciting stuff and really cool to see uh, some of our friends get some recognition, um, so so yeah definitely definitely do that definitely head there vote for your favorites um, if you're seeing podcasts in these categories that you've never checked out before check them out. Um, yeah, yeah, there's a, here's the thing. There's no reason why you can't listen to more than one 
Star Wars Rebels review show. So, you know, you can listen to us. You can listen to Rebel Force Radio because uh, they have their Rebels declassified. Um, uh, you can listen to, to Disney Vault Talk Rebel Yell. As a matter of fact, I did the, the cover art for that podcast. So it's like, you know, there's no way. Uh, we're, we're definitely... Um, I guess you could say we're competitors, but there's no competition. I mean, it's all free. You can listen to as many of these podcasts as you want, um, as you have time for. So, so check out all of the podcasts that have been nominated and see, you know, that you might find a new, a new favorite Star Wars podcast in there. Um, yeah. Unlikely, because you already listen to the Rebels podcast. But, uh, uh, you know, I if you're not listening to my Star Wars story, that's one to check out for sure. Um, yeah. Right. Cool. But uh, I didn't know. Uh, you know, this kind of this awards thing kind of snuck up yeah. on me. I didn't really pay much attention to it. But hey, like you said, it's kind of cool that two of ours yeah. made it into the top five. Yeah. So that's, I mean, right there, that's just a that's a huge win for us. And hopefully, that'll get some uh, some some word out there yeah. that you know we're we're still here. You know, there, we're still every week breaking down each and every episode yeah, of the. It, it's funny. So. Uh, I think I've said it on the podcast before. I think I said it when Joe was on recently. Uh, just just before the before the Force Awakens came out, um, and I've heard back from a few people that uh, they and I, I've said this, and I said it. I said it when we launched the Rebels podcast. Uh, before we'd even recorded any episodes when we just launched it and it was coming soon i said you know what mm-hmm. like i'm not in a rush to get episodes out i know that there is a million other podcasts but we were technically the first because i launched the podcast the day star wars rebels was was announced we we launched right. the site and everything oh, was yeah. out there um yeah but i and, and i know that like there's 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 there were tons of other star wars rebels podcasts but exactly what I said was going to happen has happened, uh, and that is that a lot of those podcasts have sort of dropped off. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the the ones that were nominated, the finalist nominees, are the ones that have kind of stuck around, and and you know, uh, they're they're even 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 in the the finalist, the semifinalist nominees, and then the finalists. That there are some in the finalists that I expect that that. Sorry, there are some that aren't in the finalists in the top five with us that I expected to see. I expected to see Rebels Report in there because they are huge on online. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've, I've never listened to their podcast, but I just know that when you search Star Wars Rebels podcast, we come up and they come up, um, which means that, you know, either they've got great SEO or they're very popular. But I don't think they do any. I don't the, I. If there was the one I'm thinking of, they don't, haven't done an episode since like season two, uh, their second episode of season okay, two. Okay, so there so you I, go. So like, it, it's it's this funny thing that happened the second off. that the Force Awakens came into focus and the comics started coming out and there was all this other stuff to talk about. All these people who were just talking about Rebels because it was the only thing going on, they've all disappeared. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. as it was with the Clone Wars, we were the first Clone Wars podcast, dedicated Clone Wars podcast. Uh, and and you know we were the Clone Wars podcast. We that's why we're the Rebels podcast. We're not we're not Rebels Report or Rebel Yell or you know I uh, you know fancy names or whatever. Like it's when I named it the Rebels podcast, I did it for a reason because no matter what happens, Matt and I will be here podcasting yeah. about Star Wars Rebels until the show is done. And then I'll tell you whatever the next show is. 
we'll do a podcast for that one too. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I just I just find it interesting. But those of us who are still around are are the ones kind of w- worth listening to. That's interesting about yeah. about Rebels Report. But uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, like I I have gotten I've gotten feedback from people since I said that um, back in in I think it was November December um, that that yeah I people people the podcasts have just kind of started disappearing um and uh, yeah. and, the, and and the thing with it is that this is that's the thing about podcasts is that people start them and then they don't follow up they don't they don't stick with it and then uh, the other part of it is that everybody thinks that they're going to start a podcast and they're going to be rebel force radio overnight because everybody yeah. thinks like oh we we're, we're the ones well, you know, we have so much, so many great things to say. We're gonna, we're gonna get on the mic, you know, and 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 uh, I, you're not wrong to do that. Where you're wrong is in thinking that it's gonna happen overnight. Anytime anybody asks me for advice about podcasting, the one thing I always say is be consistent. Mm-hmm. We put out an episode for every episode of Star Wars Rebels. Our listeners know that, and. They rely on that. And do we get emails saying, where's the new episode when there's no new episodes of Star Wars Rebels? No, because our listeners know that. Now, over this summer, we're going to do a better job of bringing you interim episodes because it is going to be such a long break between March 30th and whenever the show comes back, more than likely in in uh, in October. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I, so in order to keep you guys up to date, we're gonna do that. We're gonna we're gonna have regular episodes. We'll talk about some other stuff. We'll we'll break down the the Kanan comics. Maybe uh, we'll we'll get into to some other things, um, uh, and and bring some guests on and that sort of thing. Kind of like we did in the run up to to Star Wars Rebels, and we did a little bit of the prologue type stuff uh, yeah, in between yeah. last season. Um, or season one and two, I should say. Uh, so we're gonna do stuff like that, but but people know consistency. If you if you're gonna be a weekly podcast, be a weekly podcast, um, mm. and don't stop, don't quit, don't give up. <laughs> you know, like that's <laughs> the thing, because you'll find your listeners, and and I, I if you put out a good quality product every week, you know people people will stick around. Um, but don't expect to be Rebel Force Radio because there's already a Rebel Force Radio. Yeah, you know, right, like exactly. The, and it's hard. It's yeah. it's another thing. Maybe new new podcasters don't realize it's it's especially with a weekly show, it's hard, and and you yeah. have to like donate a lot of time yep. to to getting this stuff done, and especially on a weekly one. And Mike, you do a couple weekly ones. Yes. So I mean, there's days where you know, like for me, I watch the ep- these episodes two or three times. I you know you I take notes because I. You're incredible. You're able to watch something and, and you can just pull from it. Just I, did, I, I have to take notes and I have to really write down my thoughts. And so it's not easy, especially on a weekly thing. I mean, it's there's you know, I spend yeah. hours, hours um, going through like it'll take me an hour to get through an, a half hour, 22 minute episode because I'm continually stopping, writing down notes, thinking yeah. about things, researching. So um I think sometimes maybe podcasters don't realize how much work you have to do oh, for to sure. put out 
something something decent yeah. so and if anybody's listening that has gone on to the podcast awards and then voted for us we we appreciate yes, that that's, that's pretty awesome definitely. to make it to the top five i didn't have any idea we were getting to the top five i mean there's so many podcasts out yeah. there now and just to make it a top five that's pretty well cool. you know it so just you guys. it just kind of reaffirms for us uh, i i think like how how we try and approach the podcast which is we we try to bring you guys insight and and conversations that you might not be hearing on other podcasts and by doing right. that you know we we stand out from from those other rebels podcasts and and uh, the fact that we can make it into the top 5 and we don't have guests on a weekly basis that are on the show <laughs> you know what i mean like um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah and I, that that I don't want people to take that the wrong way. Obviously, I, I, Rebel Force Radio, like they're hooked in. Um, I, I've said it before, and I'll, I'll continue to say it. I don't know why Lucasfilm hasn't just hired them. Like mm-hmm. why that's not just the official Star Wars podcast? Because for all intents and purposes, it's the official Star Wars podcast. It's the only one that Dave Filoni goes on. He won't go on any other podcasts. Um, and there are a lot of other there are a lot of other people. Kyle Newman is one. He won't do other podcasts. He only does Rebel Force Radio, other than his own podcast, um, mm. uh, the franchise, which which I haven't checked out yet, but uh, but it's out there, and he does that, um, which is worth checking out because he's Kyle Newman. I, but you know, like like they they get guests and stuff like that, and and I think that that's a big uh, draw for Rebel Force Radio and for for their their roundtables is that they, they bring on a lot of people to talk about Star Wars uh, that that uh, that people want to hear from. Um, the fact that we can go toe to toe with them uh, in a in an award like this and get not be nominated side by side with them, and that we don't have guests on a weekly basis, we get them every once in a while. But uh, that that's really just from you guys listening to us. It it. It uh, it gives us that boost. It lets us know that that you guys do like what we're doing. That that um, that it is worth it every week. Because <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> like you said, it, on a weekly podcast, it's rough. Sometimes, yeah. you, sometimes when it's a bad episode, and this is more for Arrow than it is for uh, for for Rebels, because I think most episodes of Rebels are are at least a C plus. Um, but there right. are some F episodes of Arrow. It's difficult. It's very difficult to 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 sit down and then have to talk about that show because you know if you didn't like it, it's 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 rough going. Um, mm-hmm. Although I do think yeah. that sometimes that makes for some of the best episodes, and you can go back and you can listen. You can listen to uh, talking about Stephen Stanton and how much we love him. I uh, go back and listen to uh, to some of those episodes during that droids arc from season five of Clone Wars. I uh, Man, I rip into that stuff. <laughs> I'm I'm unapologetic about it, and I I sometimes that's a little bit more fun, but yeah. But sometimes it's difficult, and when we get yeah. that feedback of you guys going and voting for us, it that goes a long way. Um, there's that yeah. aspect. There's Star Wars celebration when you guys that are there that can make it to star Wars celebration. You guys show up for our live podcasts for, for our panels. Um, that that's huge. I, 
yeah. especially cool. especially when we're up against things that that I would rather be at <laughs> um, <laughs> than than yeah. doing a panel. I you know that we're missing out on um, uh, that that means a lot to us. Uh, so we appreciate you guys. We appreciate everybody, especially those of you who have been listening since oh, the very yeah. beginning. Um, and uh, I'll just call out a couple of people. There's a few people. Matt Campbell. I know yeah. he's been listening since episode one, and he listens to every episode. Um, and uh, and 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 uh, Jason, uh, Jason Hunt, who now obviously hosts the Wampas Lair, uh, and mm-hmm. uh, as well as Talking Time Lords on on Thunderquack. But uh, but I know Jason. He's he's been listening since the beginning. So um, you know I, that that that's huge to us and i know and there there's a few other people there there's uh aaron martin yeah yeah. martin has been with us for a long time aaron ultimus has been with us for a long time i Mm -hmm. i you know we have some listeners that it's man this august will be nine years that's crazy um we won't do anything special this year but next year when we hit that 10 year mark I ca- I count them as one show. I count Rebels and Clone- and Clone Wars kind of as sure. one show, and yeah. Frontlines as one show. But I I will we'll do something big. Um, hopefully we'll hopefully we can do something around Star Wars Celebration next year. But uh, we'll yeah. see uh, if they yeah. announce that. Um, but yeah, I I guess all that to say thank you to you guys for yeah. for getting us this far. Hopefully we can. Hopefully we can bring home one of those. I, I, you know what, like Rebels, I think that that's tough because I, I think that that vote will be split between a lot of those other great podcasts, but between uh, Rebel Force Radios, Rebels Declassified, and um, and and Rebel Yell and us. I think I think that that'll be tough. It'll be tough to take to take down Rebel Force Radio in that one. But oh, yeah. I really, really hope that that you guys that have all listened to Frontlines over the years. Uh, that 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 those votes will will count for something, uh, and that yeah. we can take that one home. That one would be that would be almost bigger to me than than Rebels. Um, just being nominated in Rebels is really cool, um, yeah. but it would be really awesome if Frontlines could win. That would be that would mean a lot to me. So so hopefully hopefully that can happen. Um, but just being nominated is really cool. Being recognized in this way is really cool. Uh, yeah, for sure. So check that out, StarWarsPodcastAwards.com. Uh, and with that, we can wrap up this episode. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, as always, you can head to RebelsPodcast.com for all the latest Star Wars Rebels news. Tim does a great job of keeping you guys up to date. Tim, of course, somebody who's been listening forever and who we could yeah. not do this without. Kyle, another one. Kyle. Forget yeah. Tim and Kyle because they're just like, they're our counterparts now, right? Like they're just, they're right. just part of the team. I don't even yeah. think of them as listeners anymore. Um, <laughs> I so head to, to rebelspodcast.com for all that. Um, I you can also head to thunderquack.com because we are part of the Thunderquack Podcast Network. You can check out all of the other great podcasts over there. Speaking of Tim and Kyle, Star Wars the Saga continues. Uh, they didn't they did they were semifinalists in a lot of the Star Wars Podcast Award stuff. Tim himself for uh, for fanboy host he didn't make it into the finals but Tim I'll tell you this right now you're you're my winner for fanboy host <laughs> so I uh, yeah. but Steve did make it Steve Glosson did make it in so go vote for Steve um, so that he can bring that home because that would be really cool um, 
But uh, yeah, check out Star Wars: The Saga Continues. I, I, they, Tim and Kyle are awesome over there talking about Star Wars. I, I, just in general, they kind of talk about everything. Um, we're mm. focused on Rebels. They kind of talk about the whole, the whole franchise. So, I, so check them out. I head to thunderquack.com. Check out the rest of the podcast, and of course. If you like what we do, if you like Thunderquack, if you like all our awesome podcasts and you want more, then head to patreon.com slash thunderquack. We have just overhauled our our reward tiers um, again because I I just did it a a little while ago, I think a a few months back. Um, But we have just overhauled it again. Um, And now a lot of those tiers that, that I think people were interested in uh, they are now more affordable. So uh, everybody who goes over there and donates at a dollar <laughs> gets to be a part of the Thunderquack Facebook group, uh, our, our Patreon-exclusive Facebook group. Um, so that group's going to get a lot bigger, a lot fa- uh, a, a lot bigger, faster, uh, uh, because everybody who, who supports us over on Patreon is going to get the invitation to join that Facebook group. Um, we have some awesome discussions there already, but it'll be really cool. It is the best way to uh, to have conversations directly with your favorite Thunderquack podcast hosts because we're all kind of in there, and you can you can message, you know, post there, and, and we'll probably see it more mm-hmm. than likely see it. So um, it's great for that. Uh, we also have some new stuff coming. So uh, at the five dollar tier. You can uh, get an MP3 version of our monthly roundtables, um, which would be really cool. Uh, so that'll that that'll be starting in April with our March roundtable, um, which is our Batman v Superman spoiler cast, um, oh. which will be happening at the end of this month. Um, uh, and at the at the ten dollar level. You get access to the exclusive monthly Thunderquack podcast, which will be a brand new podcast that I will host, uh, where I'll bring on different guests every month. Um, some Thunderquack hosts, some people from other podcasts, and we'll basically just run down all the geeky news from that month um, and sort of give our opinions on it. So, um, That's a cool, yeah. So yeah. the first episode will come out in April. Uh, so you can expect us to talk about Batman v Superman. Um, although we won't talk about spoilers, uh, we will be talking about Civil War and uh, and that trailer that just was released, uh, which has a very surprising character. Not surprising, but but awesome character at the end of it. <laughs> uh, we will be talking about Ghostbusters, obviously, um, because there's a lot to talk about there. So even just those three topics, that's easily an hour. So I uh, so yeah, um, that's that's to all of our supporters at the ten dollar level. So. So definitely head over to patreon.com slash thunderquack. There are other rewards in there as well to check out. Um, but uh, but we appreciate everybody who does support us on Patreon. We couldn't do it without you, and, uh, yes. and you guys are awesome. Uh, and that's it. That's it. Thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you guys next week for The Secret. What, what is it? The Secret of Chopper Base? Yes. Yeah. See you guys next. Mystery Mystery. of Chopper Base. Mystery Chopper Base. There you go. (laughs) See you guys next week. See you next week.